Welcome to Bible Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today, we are going to be in the book of the New Testament book of 1 John at chapter 3, and we will be in verses 1 through 10, uh, which would be uh, sin, love, hatred. And verses 11, 24, more on love and hatred. So we're going to get into some serious meat today. And this is the, uh, these are the things that we need to hear so we can grow. Uh, we can grow as Christians. And if you're listening and you're not a Christian, just listening will help you to understand. Okay, and, and I'll be reading from the NIV, the New International Version. And before I get started, I like to read uh, what the Bible is. That way it's a good way. It's a uh, apologetics on how to defend the faith. Uh, this is with historical facts that that I had um, that I had uh, gotten from uh, Dr. Vodi Bakum, who's a great a preacher and teacher. And and actually, uh, Dr. Vodi Bakum is a, um, he is over a seminary in Africa, but he still comes here all the time. Okay, let's get started what the Bible is. The Bible, a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the time of other eyewitnesses, 40 authors, 66 volumes of books, a span of 1,500 years. In three continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe, written in three languages, mainly Hebrew and Greek, a little in Aramaic, hundreds of subjects and topics. So, as when somebody says, well, I can't believe the Bible, or how do you know the Bible's true, or whatever, or if you're in, if you're in college and you're under a, uh, an uh, atheist professor or agnostic, I both don't... Um, the agnostic meaning that he's not sure about God, and then the atheist saying there is no God, and um, for whatever reason, there's a lot of college liberal professors who are like that. So that gives you something for them to think about. Okay, so let's get started, and we'll be reading in the New Testament a book of First John chapter three, starting at verse one. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, now we are the children of God, and what we will be has not yet been known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Verse 3, all who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. And verse 4, everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. Verse 5, but you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins. And in him is no sin. Verse 6, no one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin uh, has either seen him or known him. Verse 7, Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. The one who does 
What is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. Verse 8, the one who does what is sinful is of the devil because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. And verse 9, no one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. So let's stop here for a minute. So you see, when when you're truly serving Christ, that means that you realize you've broken God's moral law, the Ten Commandments, that is lying, stealing, uh, looking at another, another person with lust. Jesus said you already committed adultery in your heart, and so on. So that means you come as a child, believing. That means that you come with a sorrowful, contrite heart. You repent of all your sins, then you put your trust in, in Christ alone. <laughs> so, so that's what that means. That means you can't keep sinning because Christ is in you. Uh, because if you've given yourself to Christ through a humble heart, repentance, and a contrite spirit, you know, knowing that you're wrong, but you come it's like a child. Then from then on, it's like he's going to correct you. When you do mess up, he's going to correct you. You know, you go to know. So you come back, you ask for forgiveness, you keep going. But you have to want to. You see, God, I'm in his word. God says he draws you to himself. Because we're not looking for God. We're just walking around, right? We're lost. We're just sinning and doing our own thing and living in this world, this fallen world. But when he starts drawing you, that's when you start searching. But without him drawing you, then you can't come. All right, let's continue. Verse 10. This is how we know who the children of God are and, and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love their brother or sister. Excuse me. <clears throat> okay. Now let's go to the next section, which is more on love and hatred, starting at verse 11. For this is the message you heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Verse 12. Do not be like Cain, who belonged to the, the evil one. And murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. Verse 13. Do not be surprised, my brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. Verse 14. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Verse 15. Anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer and you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him so if you're doing all all matter of evil lying cheating stealing and subject to murder whatever you know you're continually down that road there's no way that you can be a christian because if you are truly saved that means you are repentant that means you turn away from sin 
Yes, keep. Yes, you'll make mistakes. You know, keep falling like that. But the Holy Spirit will convict you. God will convict you through His Spirit. So that's how you know. You know. So, you, so if you don't correct yourself, then that means that that instead of moving forward with Christ, you're going backwards. So you don't want to do that. Okay. Verse sixteen. This is how we know. What love is, Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Verse 17, if anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Verse 18, dear children, let us not, uh, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. So that makes sense. Let's stop here for a minute. So if you see somebody in need and you just walk them by and care less or whatever, that is you're not even trying to find out what their need is, you know, or like you know, how they got there or whatever. But I mean, we all need a hand up, you know. We all, uh, we all, from time to time, you know, we'll we'll be in a situation where we might need help. So it's up to us to do that because by doing this, you're doing. Good works, not that good works will save you. There's nothing good that we can do. But once you come to Christ, through repentance, faith, believing, and once you come to Christ, then then you start doing good works, but you do it through Christ. So when people see that, then uh, when they see that, then they'll come. Uh, sometimes they may ask you or whatever, but they're seeing Christ through you, but also you're helping that person because uh, um, we need to be loving other people. But you have to be careful too, because uh, like where I'm living, um, there's a lot of, of people who we call uh, a professional beggars. That's what they do for a living. They just don't want to work. They, you know, because uh, they make cash. Some people they actually do that uh, for a living, and then some is because they're on drugs and alcohol or whatever. So that's when you have to be really careful. That's why I don't give money. I give food or something like that. Um, so that way, you know, um, so that way you won't be contributing to any bad habits that they might have. But you're still helping, you know. And even if, and even like if you can, you know, I, I, I'm here like direct them to, to some place that can actually help them to get out of their situation. And we need to do that also. All right. Okay. Um, let me see. Uh, verse 18. Dear children, dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Verse 19. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. Verse 20. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Verse 21. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us. We have we have confidence before God, verse 22, and receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him, verse 23. And this is his, and this is his command, to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us, verse 24. The one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us, we know it by the spirit he gave us. Amen, amen. Good stuff right there. 
So that will conclude this section. So now you may be listening, and maybe um, uh, maybe you're saved and you're strong in the Lord, and you just like to you know uh, uh, go through different studies, which is a uh, um, which is a wonderful wonderful thing. So let me let me give you some scripture. First John chapter one through eight. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. So also, if you're listening and you don't know anything about Christ, but you're feeling your heart is being pricked or you're being convicted, that would be God drawing you. And see, God will lead you to where you need to be to hear his word because that's what's going to draw you to himself. First uh, John chapter 2, verse 4, uh, and this is King James. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. First John chapter 2, verse 6, King James Version. He that saith, he abideth in him, ought himself also to walk, even as he walked. First Peter chapter 3, verse 15, King James Version. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 to 26, the NIV, New International Version. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? Romans chapter 3, verse 19, the NIV and International Version. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world held accountable to God. You see, if you're not in, in Christ, that means you haven't come with a sorrowful, a contrite heart, knowing that you've broken God's moral law and on your way to hell in need of a Savior. Then you come to Christ and, and then you repent of all your sins. You ask for forgiveness and you turn away from your sin and then you put your uh, you put your trust in Christ Jesus alone so when you pick up a Bible and start reading it every day without failing you find a good Bible believing teaching church so you can learn more and grow but that but see when we don't when we're not um, when we don't know God so that means we're lost that's what it means when it says lost uh, we're without God, so that's why it says that that those who are without God are under God's law. So that means you're already guilty, right? So in that, so let me read this. Uh, th uh, let me read this verse again. Romans chapter three, verse nineteen, the New International Version, NIV. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world held accountable. To God, so we're accountable to God. So if we reject God, then that's what's going to happen, right? But God knows who's coming because He's already chosen from the foundation of the world. So you say, "Well, why bother then?" Because He told us to go out into all nations, and I'm here to teach and to baptize, right? 
So that means just because he knows, but he, they still have to hear the word of God to come to the word of God, right? We don't know who's coming. God is sovereign. He knows everything. He created us. He created the world. He knows everything. He's never surprised at nothing. Don't let people try to fool you with that kind of stuff where they say, oh, God needs, uh, God needs us. He needs our help. No, he doesn't need us whatsoever. It's because he has mercy on us. Because he loves us. That's why um, Jesus Christ came for three and a half years. He preached the gospel, the covenant of the New Testament covenant, uh, the covenant on how to come to Christ. Then he allowed the evil people, uh, the, the evil Jewish religious leaders who rejected him, to take him. And give him to the Romans where they beat him and whipped him and put him on the cross, put nails in his hand and his feet to hold him up there. And he, he died an agonizing death for us. That was that should have been us there. But he died so we didn't have to. Because we couldn't do it anyway. We would have died and went to hell. But we can't save ourselves because we're unholy. We're full of evil. Uh, that's why... It, uh, um, that's why, like in the, uh, let me give you the commandments. Oh, the Ten Commandments. Uh, the first one is, you shall have no other gods before me. So, uh, we've all done that because we've all made God in our own, uh, gods in our own mind who's okay with everything we do. Like uh, we may not even realize it, but that's what we've done. Uh, second commandment: you uh, you shall not make any idols. Well, everything can be an idol, person, a vehicle, material things, whatever. We make idols. That's what we do because we're we're in sin. See, we're in a fallen world uh, because of Adam and Eve, the first two who was on earth. They disobeyed God, and from that point, um, uh, we live in a corrupted world. That's why everything gets old. It dust. It dies. And it corrodes because of sin. It wasn't like that from the beginning. Third commandment, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. How many people don't know that means, you know, OMG or anything like that. Verse 5, honor your father and your mother. Have you done that perfectly? No, we have not. Uh, the sixth commandment, you shall not murder. Now, Jesus says, if you hate somebody in your heart, you've already murdered in your heart. So it's the same thing. Verse 7, you shall not commit adultery. Jesus said, if you look at another person with lust, you've already committed adultery. Uh, the Eighth Commandment, you shall not steal. Have you ever borrowed anything, not bring it back? Doesn't matter how much it's worth. It could be like a paper clip. It could be a pen. Like you borrow somebody's pen, not bring it back, you're already stolen. Yeah, because God's standards are so high and ours are so low. Uh the ninth commandment, you shall not bear false witness. That means you shall not lie. We've all lied, white lies, whatever, but we all haven't we all have not been perfect in the things that we say. Therefore we're guilty. <clears throat> the tenth commandment, you shall not covet. That means want what somebody else has. And that's what if you notice, that's what uh, commercials do. They they want you to want what they have. So that's a form of um, the covetousness or um, to covet because it makes you want what you probably don't even need, you know, because they're trying to sell something to you. 
It's not just that. It could be your neighbor, your neighbor's wife or husband or whatever, or it could be something they have, a car or material or a house or whatever, you know. It could be anything. So we're all guilty. That's why we need Christ. So I gave you the disease, what the disease is. The cure is to come to Christ. Let me read you salvation scripture. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 through 10, the King James Version that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God has raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart man believeth, on the right, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made of salvation. Romans chapter 10, verse 13, King James Version. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And Romans chapter 10, verse 17, King James Version. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So there you have it. Now you know what to do. Uh, you you've learned the uh, you've learned what the disease is, and, and now you have the cure. The cure is Christ. So come with a sorrowful, contrite heart, repent of your sins, ask God to forgive you for your sins and breaking of the covenant, and then put your trust uh, put your trust in Christ alone. Then start reading the Bible daily without fail. Find a good Bible. Believing, teaching church to join so you can learn and grow and serve him as much as possible. Okay, now I'm going to be giving you, um, I am going to give you some resources, good resources too. I've even added a, a bunch more. You can find this on YouTube and online. You know, in the search engine, Dr. Vodi Bakum, he's a YouTube great teacher. Uh, Living Waters with Ray Comfort, livingwaters.com. Answers in Genesis with Ken Ham, Answers in Genesis.org. RC Pro Legionnaire Ministries, and on YouTube. Wall Builders with David Barton, he, he gives you a lot of uh, American Christian history and some around the world. Dr. Walter Martin, great teacher. Uh, and Dr. Walter Martin.org. And also, uh, Pastor Jeff Durbin with Apologia Studios, and he's also on YouTube, and you can listen to audio at Apple Podcasts, or go and put in a search engine, ApologiaStudios.com, that's A-P-O-L-O-G-I-A-S-T-U-D-I-O-S dot, dot com, and he has all the recordings that the family uh, blessed them with, with Dr. Greg Bonsom. He was a great uh, seminary professor. And you can literally get a free education there. Just when you go on the website, apologiastudios.com, go to search engine, put in Greg Bonson or Bonson Unit, it'll pull up all these wonderful studies, and you can learn so much. Plus, Jeff Durbin has a lot of good teaching also. Okay, and let me give you some more folks that I've added here. And here are some more great teachers. Uh, Dr. James White, and he's on YouTube, and he's with Apologia Studios now. Uh, Pastor Joel Webbin, that's J-O-E-L-W-E-B-O-N with Right Response Ministries on YouTube. And also on YouTube, Doug Wilson and Gary DeMar. And you can, and all these people I gave you, you can... You can put their name in the search engine, and they'll put up their ministries, too. Okay? And if you would like to uh, correspond with us, 
Um, you, the email is all lowercase, bibleeducationinstitute at gmail.com. If you need a Bible, be glad to send you one. And our website is all lowercase, bible-education-institute.webnode.com. And webnode is W-E-B-N-O-D-E.com. Okay, and you can find us on YouTube and Rumble. And also, I'm going to give you all, all the audio platforms. That's uh, Helium Radio Network, heliumradio.com, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Amazon Music, Overcast, Chrome, G-Potter, Firefox, Safari, iTunes, Audible, Alexa, Google, Podbean, Internet Explorer, uh, Podcast Addict, and others. Okay. <clears throat> Then a few, uh, I like to buy used by uh, used books and stuff because it's just cheaper. Instead of buying uh, the whole thing new, you can buy a used Bibles and all. But you can, you know, buy new stuff at all these also. You go to uh, Abe Books, A-B-E-B-O-O-K-S, Thrift Books, Amazon, and Alibrist, A-L-I-B-R-I-S. And another good resource is to go online to your search engine and put in uh, the TCT network and go down to on-demand programs. And there's two that are very good, Faith and History, William Federer. He gives you all the church history, uh, you know, all throughout the world, America, everything. And then also, if you want to know uh, the Old Testament, you, you can go to Ancient Jewish Wisdom with Rabbi Daniel Lapin. Really good stuff. So remember, go to God today and read your Bible daily without fail and do what it says.